we just got done talking with Coach Debley. She is a PE teacher, assistant AD, and um, the JV women's basketball coach at the same school I work at. We actually share an office phone. Her desks are right next to each other. And she lives in the building next door to me. She is my good friend. Um, and uh, I think I think it went really good. You guys are really going to enjoy it. Um, Josh and I had a really good time uh, talking with her. And I, I mean, so... Josh, I think you kind of got a feel for who she is as a coach and just as a person with just kind of how she was talking about how she interacts with her players and really puts some focus on putting one-on-one time or just kind of talking to them outside of coaching and, you know, the, you know, the games and stuff. I can attest that I've seen her girls come in our office so many times and just either just wanting to talk to her. And yeah. sometimes she's like, you guys, I'm busy. You need to leave. Like, like they so badly want to be around her and talk to her. And it's just that, and just, they just love her. And it's just a testament to who she is as a person and as a coach. And so. Yeah, absolutely. Just, I'm not sure much more needs to be said than that. I think you kind of nailed it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, she, you just tell she's awesome. This is my first time meeting her. And um, you just tell she had, you can tell she has a real passion for um, coaching and not like you said, not just coaching, but specifically athletes. You know what I mean? I think there's a yeah. difference sometimes. I think you can be really passionate right. about coaching and maybe not be the best with your athletes. And they're almost just like pawns that you can move in order to, you know, push forward your coaching strategy. But with her, it's very clear that she has a, a, a huge desire to see her athletes succeed. And, right. um, and we didn't ask her about this, but even just getting to know her personality a little bit, I think I have a, an idea what kind of competitor she probably was when she was, um, you know, playing basketball back in the day, I feel like she was probably pretty, uh, um, pretty passionate there too. So yeah, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And we even talked a little bit about some, uh, Disneyland stuff too, which was fun. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, <clears throat> our rabbit trail of questions, of course, towards the end there. So yeah. it was fun. It, it was a good episode and I think you guys will really enjoy it. And yes. yeah. Cool. All right. Enjoy. All right. Here See is you, uh, coach. Oops, Deb. See ya. Too soon. <laughs> Try again, one more time. Here is Coach Deb. Peace. See ya. Now it is time. Now it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Character Combine. Character Combine. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, you ready? When he goes beyond the scoreboard, the scoreboard coaches, coaches, I want you to have the type of voice, type of voice that your athletes will hear decades later and still recognize the leadership that you hold in their life. In their life. In their life. Get this thing. Get this thing started. Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto. And I am Deb McCollum. And today we have a guest who is a PE teacher, assistant AD, and um, a JV head women's basketball coach. And not only is she cool because she and I share the same first name and we share a workspace, practically a desk. We share a phone actually at work, but she's also one of my really good friends. So we have Coach Deb Lee here with us. Hey, Deb, how's it going? Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm already laughing because I don't call her Deb. I call her Delee, so this is weird. See, I already, I already messed up already, so but thanks good. for being here. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank, yeah, thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, I wish I had a bunch of random questions about Deb that I could ask you, but I, I didn't come prepared, so maybe, maybe next time. Next time, absolutely. Next time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have... I have random questions, but I had to keep them appropriate. So we had to, the list was very short. 
Okay. No questions. We have to ask her. All right. There we go. We say <laughs> that we for off air. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Deb, I do warm up questions, as you know, because you're a listener of the Character Combine podcast. Um, so, oh, do, you, do you listen? I, yes. Yes. Oh, nice. What's your What's your favorite episode so far? My favorite episode. Um, I like both, and Wes. Um, that episode and mental and strength conditioning for the Yankees. I forget her. Oh, uh, Lauren. Lauren Johnson. Lauren, yeah, Johnson. I really like that one. Those two are my top two favorites for now. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Every once in a while, like she'll that. send me. She'll send me a text every now and then of like our latest episode and she'll be like, Oh my God, this was so good. So she's listened to a few, but she's, I know that those were her top two favorite for sure. All right. One more. It's just the yeah. two of you okay. guys were talking. It was, um, character or something like that. I forget. I forget the title. It's just you two. We're talking about social media, how it affects kids or something like that. I forget. Okay. It's a one of the, yeah, it, it may have been our social media episode. That sounds right. Yeah. 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 Okay. That was a good one. Cool. Now let me ask you a question and just be honest. It's fine. You won't hurt our feelings. Um, do you prefer when Deb is not there? Cause we've done, like, I've done like two or three episodes without Deb. Um, those are pretty good, right? To be honest, I'm just oh, going to be no. honest. I have, I've not heard any of those. I'm sorry. Okay, well, <laughs> I am not. You just have to take my word for it. They're pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Absolutely. That's all I need. Yeah. Deb, Deb almost lost her friendship card. So that was a good answer. Really. <laughs> If she said, yeah, they were the better without me. <laughs> oh, goodness. Maybe the right personal choice. Yeah, it was the right personal yeah, yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so here are the warm-up questions, and I did not tell her ahead of time, just letting you know. Okay. I think she knows what the last one is because she's listened before, so she knows my signature question. Okay. Um, okay. Okay, question number one. If you're going on a camping trip for a week and you can only bring three items with you, what would you bring? Like three uh, items on a week long camping trip. A tent. Does that count as one of the things? But yep, yep, tent. Yeah. Uh, something to cook with. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess food and water. Okay. That's good. I think you're I've set. never gone okay. camping. I've, I've gone camping one time my whole, my whole entire life. So um, not really <laughs> go at it. I think I can survive you, with those things. That's pretty good, yeah. I think. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You like hiking, though. You yes. do day hike trips. Yeah. Yes. She's, okay. uh, she's pretty good at those. Um, okay, so What's, question number... Oh, sorry, no, okay. sorry I'll, I'm going to interrupt like normal. He hijacks uh, my warm-up questions. It's okay. Time. Go ahead. I, honestly, sometimes I think, why does she still do these warm-up questions? I should just do it completely. And then it well, would, I know. I wouldn't have to worry about we, interrupting you. We <laughs> needed to call it warm-up questions part two. Here's what Josh wants to ask. Yeah, that's what we need to call it. Yeah, we, we can t- we can title it that. Yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite like local hikes? Local hikes, um, Lake Clementine's good. That one's a classic. Mm-hmm. It's close by, um, mm-hmm. super easy. But um, I've done quite a few up in Tahoe, like closer to Tahoe, like yeah. um, Horsetail Falls. Done that's that like favorites. three. Yeah, done that three times. I've gotten lost every single time. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess you, you. I guess you can say I'm pretty good at getting lost. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're here, yeah. so you figured out how to get back somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, she's, uh, a, she's a good person to go hiking with. If you get lost, she'll help you find your way back. Perfect. Good hopefully. to know. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> All right. So next question. Would you rather learn to go skydiving or learn to go scuba diving? 
Um, I would say scuba diving. Um, I'm terrified of water in some type of way. So learning how to scuba oh. dive would be great. I, and I feel like there's more of a view down there than up top. You can scuba dive a lot longer than skydiving. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, oh, that's like a good that. answer. See, for me, the fact that I'm terrified of the ocean and water, I don't want to scuba dive and I don't <laughs> want to go down there. So that's brave of you to want to, to want to go see everything. Yeah, says the person who's obsessed with mermaids. I'm very curious as to if you go scuba diving, you're gonna have to tell me if you see a mermaid. I'm gonna drag you with because me. So then, oh, hey. <laughs> no, I'll just I'm gonna be on the boat waiting for you to get back, and then you can report back to me <laughs> what you saw. <laughs> Put a GoPro on your scuba head. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, and then the last question, signature question. What is your life song? So it could be just like right now in the season of life you're in now, or maybe just your life in general as a whole. Um, what is the song that you could pick that's already out there right now that you would call your life song? Oh, this is a tough one. Cause I've heard you guys talk about this and I'm like, I would sit there. I'm like, what is my life song? <laughs> um, uh, uh, that's a good one. I would Putting say, I would say um, it, it's called "Forever" by uh, Drake. It's a, it's a rap song that uh, okay that I really like. So it's a good choice. Okay, yeah, very cool. Yeah, awesome. Good, we'll have have our, good choice. Put, yeah, all of our yeah all of our guests have had really good song choices. We need to put together like a playlist of all the yeah, songs that they that's, picked. That's a good idea. That'll be cool. Go back through. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. be a weird list for sure. But I like it. Yeah. <laughs> They've all been different. I yeah. think a couple of them have even been like just, um, what am I looking for the word? Like no lyrics. Yeah, just instrumentals. instrumentals. Yeah, so I think that would be interesting. I think Gabe Lemon, I think he had, uh, it was an instrumental from a movie, I think. Oh, or it was yeah. a score from The Hobbit, I think it was. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's a, good, that's a good idea. We should put we'll this together. put together a playlist. <laughs> yeah. No, I, li I like that choice. That's a great choice. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, you survived the warm-up questions. Congratulations. So far, so, good. So, okay. so, good. so far, so good. <laughs> so far, so good. Um, so the first question, as you know, we ask always is just, you know, just tell us your athletic background, um, you know, what sports you played, how you got interested in all that. Um, so just tell us about uh, that. Sports background. Um, I was that kid that wanted to play everything. I'm like, hey, I okay. see it. I'm like, hey, I want to try it. Um, I think a big part of it um, – started um i was born in the philippines um they didn't offer that many sports for kids or even girls in general so when i moved here i remember the first sport i told my grandma i wanted to play was like i want to play baseball i didn't know what softball was like yeah i'm like i want to play baseball and and from then on she's like yeah whatever you want to do let's do it so i um i did karate for about five years um played volleyball for a year uh did track and field for a few years um softball for two years and, but my main sport um is basketball and that's like my main main sport right there it's basketball I, I don't know I just I just fell in love playing the game yeah. yeah when did you and now again uh tell our listeners when you came here from the Philippines to the United States uh, I moved here in 2002 so I was turning nine yeah turning nine okay so yeah and then what was what was the learning curve like for you, like learning English? Like, did you learn English there? Did you already know it before you came here? Um, the cool thing is, um, 
I already knew, which made the transition easy because in the Philippines, mm-hmm. one of the classes that I that they had in school was English. So when I moved here, like I I knew things, I I knew how to um, speak the language and stuff like that. It wasn't like a complete like oh my gosh, what is everyone talking about type thing. So yeah. I, I think that's one of the biggest things that I'm grateful for, like being able to uh, make which made the um, transition a bit easier for me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, for for sure. I can't imagine. I mean, even, you know, I know people that just take trips maybe a week or two to different countries. And then just that whole struggle of trying to communicate. And, you know, even if they study a little bit prior to the trip, it's it's so difficult. So when you actually make that move to a different country and just knowing, hey, I'm going to be here for a while, I can't imagine what that would be like. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's pretty funny. I think one of the um one of the biggest things that uh, I've told people the English language is the hang- the hardest language to learn. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That's what I've yeah. heard that too. And and for me, and just you know, it's just so that's all that's all I know. It's so natural. Like I know some words in Spanish, and I can pick up some Spanish. At one point, I learned how to um how to speak. Uh, what am I thinking of the word Persian? But English is so firsthand to me. So it is funny when I hear people say, you know, English is the most complex language of all of them. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. I think especially as you get older, at least for me, like as you get older and you hear more people talk about how difficult English is, and then you think about it, the fact that you have similar words that sound the same, but are spelt completely different and mean completely yes. different things. And, yeah. you know, like, for example, I know people use this all the time, but two, right? Like T-O, T-O-O, T-W-O, all completely mm-hmm. different things. They're spelled different, but they sound the same. Right. And mm-hmm. just like yeah. something simple like that, it's like, oh, yeah, I guess it would be a really tough thing to try to learn. And like you said, we're just, I guess we're fortunate because we, we learned it from, you know, the beginning. Right. It's pretty crazy. Right. Yeah. Right. It is crazy. Um, and so you still speak a little bit of Tagalog, yeah? I do. I speak it um, fluently, but more on the slang okay. end. Okay. Yeah. Like my grandma would say something. Sometimes I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Because <laughs> yeah. you're not around it as much because you've been, no. you know, you've been yeah. here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But that is cool. I have, I'll have to admit, I've heard, I've eavesdropped on Deb, like on a phone call before. And then all of a sudden, like I hear her speak in Tagalog and I'm like, what? Oh my gosh. Listen, and whoever I'm with, I'm like, listen, listen to her talk. Listen. Because she, she will never talk, you know, like that in front of us. And so, and it's funny, sometimes, like to me, sometimes she acts like she doesn't know how to speak Tagalog. So when she does, it's awesome. I love it. It's funny because people are like, how do you say this? I'm like, I don't know. You're putting all this pressure on me and how to translate this. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, ask her, say this in Tagalog. And she like, she's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. <laughs> I know. People expect you to be like a, a human dictionary or a human translator. It's like, I can't, yeah. I can't do this yeah. on the spot. That's yes, all. exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so at what point did you decide or what, at what point did you find that you had a passion or an interest in coaching? And, um, I would say my seventh grade year. Um, wow, one that of, early. Yeah. Um, one of my coaches, I, I think it's because of the coaches that I've had. Right. My seventh grade coach, I still know him to this day. Actually, I saw him a few months ago. I haven't seen him in since I was in seventh grade. So about, what, 10, 13 years. Saw him, still remember me. I still remember him and just picked up like, hey, how's it going? He's like, you're a grown up now. I'm like, yep. 
Yep. But um, <laughs> I think the biggest thing about it is I like what my coaches brought to the table. And I'm like, I want to be able to provide this to kids my age one of these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm going to go back a little bit too with you, you know, um, coming from the Philippines. Did sports help you transition? Because I know I've heard a lot of people talk about like when they move from town to town, mm-hmm. one of the things that helps them transition into that town is being able to play sports. Going from country to country is a much bigger move. But is that something that helped you get integrated into that community, into that school and make friends? I believe so. Like um, it, it brought me to a group of people that I have something in common with. Right. So it, it, it helped a lot. Like I played for an outside school team and a school team and it, I was able to have two different groups of people and it's just, it made socializing easier. Cause like I have no choice but to be stuck with this group of people and talk <laughs> to them and get to know them. So yes, yes, it did. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so is there, I know you were talking about your, you know, your seventh grade coach. So was he your inspiration for kind of just creating you to be the person you are today? Or was there someone else or several other people just kind of like along the way in your life that, um, that has been an inspiration to just, yeah, to just you coaching today and the person you are right now? Um, I would say there's two other people. One of them is my uh, varsity high school coach. Um, he was he was a tough guy. He was always honest about everything. But one of the biggest things that I appreciate about him was how he used basketball to teach us about life. Like he's like, you need to be on time. Like this are these your responsibility. I remember being one of the captains. Like this is your responsibility, and it just I don't know it. It taught me how to be responsible in that aspect, not just for myself but for other people in my team and um he i always tell people this he because he's coach he's a guy coaching a girl's team and he has daughters he's like you guys better leave those boys alone because those boys don't even have a quarter to buy you a soda he's like just focus on school and basketball so he would always say that that's awesome yeah but um another person that i would say is my uh she was my PE teacher in high school um she was she coached and all that stuff and she it was like, yeah, you, one of these days you're going to be a coach and I can see you doing this. And, and just like how she presented herself and how she interacted with me, like that um, stick with me. So this nice. day. That's cool. Yeah. Is there a, is there something she saw in you that made her say, Hey, one day you're going to be a coach. She said it's how I interacted with other people, like with the kids around me and stuff like that. Um, I was her, I had her as a freshman and then by the time I was a senior I was like her TA but I every single like every single day of the all four years I, I interacted with her and she said yeah you're gonna be a coach one of these days she was the one that told me you're gonna be a PE teacher I'm like no I'm not I don't like I don't want to do this I'm like I'm not I'm gonna be a physical therapist like no you're gonna be a PE teacher and I remember coming to her um there was a a time period in college I think it was my third year I'm like I, I came up to her, I was talking to her, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, um, I don't want to, I don't want to be a physical therapist. Um, it came to me that as a physical therapist, all you deal with are mostly older people. She's like, you're going to be a teacher. She's like, this is what you need to go to. I'm like, I still don't know. I'm like, and what do you know? Here I am. Yes. <laughs> and here she is. <laughs> That's funny. 
That's fine. Um, your, so like your coaching style and maybe even your teaching style, I know, I mean, it's kind of said, it's said that a lot of coaches and teachers, I mean, obviously they have their own style mixed in there, but sometimes they take styles of their coaches like that they looked up to or other coaches and teachers around them and kind of mix it. So would you attribute your coaching and teaching style to um, just the people that have like the people you just said that have been in your life, like your PE teacher and your seventh grade um, high school coach? Yes, I, mean, I would. Excuse uh, me, seventh grade middle school coach. Sorry. No, worries. no, absolutely. <laughs> I would, I would say that they play a big role in my philosophy and all that stuff. But I also yeah. believe as a, as a person that we're, um, lifetime learners like one of the, my favorite coaches um pat summit tennessee mm-hmm. like i read her book and i'm taking all these stuff i'm like i'm reading her book i'm like i'm stealing this idea i like this yeah. i'm gonna steal this and use it for my team so yeah. yes they i take stuff that i see works for people and that agrees with i guess who i am as a person it's yeah the biggest thing yeah, yeah. That, that's smart because you got to stay true to who you are like while you are coaching and teaching you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. sometimes, like Josh and I have talked ha- about how different coaches, some coaches are yellers and it works. And some coaches are super quiet and mellow and it also works. But if you flip the roles, it doesn't work so well because it does, yeah. it goes against like their personality and just who they are. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's very yeah. true. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. that stuff eventually comes out. You might be able to, to hide it for a little bit as a coach, but I think eventually your authentic self is going to, is going to come out. So yeah, if you have yeah. A, a coach who's just naturally quiet and tries to do the yelling thing at a certain point, you're going to run out of gas and they're going to know, <laughs> Oh, this is not at all how they should be. And so it just, it just doesn't work. So um, yeah. let me ask you this. Cause I think we were talking about this before we started recording. So you're, you coach at the JV level. Yes. Yes. And I, I think you're our first JV coach. I apologize to anybody that coaches at the JV level. I know we've had a middle school coach, uh, Dana Smith, yeah, yeah. a lot of varsity coaches. I don't think we've had a JV coach. So mm-hmm. that's a very different thing. I think that yeah. level is just so it's kind of a, can be a weird thing sometimes, right? Because you, depending on your school and your setup, you played that one year of freshman, you got used to playing high school sports. You're not quite varsity yet. And so, um, I guess, what do you enjoy about the JV level? And then also, what are some of the challenges that you face at the JV level? Um, start, let me start with challenges. One of the challenges, okay. I would say, um, my first year, uh, I had six girls. Six girls Damn. at a 2,400 kids mm-hmm. school. Um, six girls. Um, what, three, maybe a month later, I was able to add two more girls who are softball <laughs> players who have never played basketball in their own entire life. Like they were, yeah. they came up to me. They're like, we want to play basketball. I was like, uh, sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I'm like, I can use bodies. Cause we had six people and, um, my assistant coach and I would have to be part of the drill. Like if That's we're crazy. going to run a press breaker, we had to be on the court to defend. And, but, Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you really quick. For, for people who don't know um, about or aren't familiar with like a basketball team, what's a typical number that a team would carry in an ideal situation? Ideal situation, 12. 12. So you're, you're mm-hmm. half that. Half that. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. So you, can't, you can't even run a team on team yeah. like drill yeah. or anything now at yeah. this point. I, I, I remember I, I used to have to bribe varsity players. I'm like, hey, 
I'll get you a Gatorade tomorrow. Can you come by my practice before your practice? So um, I can I can run this set real quick. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. But that was one of the biggest challenges. Um, and I guess what makes it pretty cool is that you get these kids that are you're developing them. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. I have to get them ready mm-hmm. for if they want to keep playing the next level, which is varsity. I have to prepare them for that. And they're still pretty. Usually, JV, you get freshmen and sophomores. And mm-hmm. I, I think one of the coolest thing is for me is they're still trying to figure out who they are in high school. Mm-hmm. So they're still innocent. They're not trying to act cool yet or, and stuff like that. So being yeah. able to um, interact with them in that in that I'm way is pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. Like yeah. they don't – meaning, you know, like you said, they don't try to act cool, meaning they don't try to act like they know everything. As Absolutely. some – and I'm not saying all – like I've been a varsity coach before and there are those players that sometimes are hard to coach because they do think they know everything. And so sometimes at the younger level they're a little more like – teachable a little more moldable just because they're still kind of new to the sport and new to the high school level um so that's what you meant by like act, not acting like they're cool yes yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah yeah they're more open-minded i would say yeah yeah, yeah yeah sure yeah. yeah um so what do you think what do you think caused only that one year only six players to show up was it just people that weren't interested in playing basketball was it they were just afraid to try out for the team i mean it's, yeah, it seems crazy that you wouldn't be able to get more people. I think one of the biggest thing um, that year was no one really knew about the program. No wow. one knew about the program. Um, and people just didn't want to come out. And the cool thing about it, the next year was um, I had people coming up to me. He's like, hey, I, I want to play. I want to play JV. And I think – one of the biggest things that I tried to create that first year was a family. This is, this is our family and how close they were. Like we would like go have pizza after practice, like one day. And it's just that bond that they were creating that we created and people want to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And then I'm trying to correct me if I'm wrong, but um, you are in a while, the first on campus girls basketball coach. One yes. of the coaches. So Since how ten years? Yeah, yeah. So how how big of, in your opinion, and of what you've obviously you know you've you're you've been around it, and you can kind of see the growth. How big of a difference do, does that make for athletes to see their coach on campus and to be able to interact with their coach on campus? I think it makes a big deal. Like um, not just with JV, but with varsity too. Because I I go to their practices and I work out with them. Um, they're, they are able to see me every day. If they have a problem, they can, I'm like, hey, my door is open, come by. Um, I have more interaction, conversation with them. Um, I tell them all the time, I know everything that's going on. Don't try me. <laughs> I'm like, I know everything that's going on. I will hear about it. So please, um, I, this is my favorite saying to them, do not act a fool in class. I'm like, so, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a big deal. Yeah. I, yeah. They know that I'm there to support them all day. So yeah. I think it's a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, so then you talked, sorry. So then you talked about your first year there, how you only had six girls. And then, um, I want, <laughs> I want you to tell, well, we kind of talked about it beforehand, how one of your games, you only had a three players on the court on one of the games. Yeah. Wow. At the end of the game, we only had three players. So we started out with, it was funny. We started out with six. We borrowed one from varsity. So we had seven. 
seven girls. And then game's going, one fouled out, another one fouled out, um, two got hurt. So we oh, ended no. up with three players at the end of the game. How much the, time um, uh, about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. About Jeez. that's still a, that's a long time. So I was yeah, I was really yelling at my I was yelling at my team. I'm like, what are you doing? Just hold on to the ball. Just hold on to the ball. We're just trying to kill the clock. We were up. We were up. So I'm like, I'm like, can I just... that's brutal. Yeah. It was it was pretty brutal, and people were like, how did that just happen? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like. Did you guys end up winning? We ended up winning the game, nice. um, which is which is pretty. It gave them a, a little bit of self confidence. I'm like, yeah, see, you guys can do it, but yeah, that was pretty intense on my end. I'm like, what? oh, I bet. Yeah. No, did they? Did the two girls who fouled out? Did they foul out before or after the injuries? Because I imagine before. it was after before before before, before the, yeah before the injury. Okay, that's, so they that's fouled that's out a little better, right? Because if you foul yes. out after the injuries, it's like as a coach, you're thinking. That's like the one thing I couldn't have. Just keep have your happen. hands up. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Don't touch anybody. Yes. Okay. Now, is there a point to where the refs will be like, no, you guys can't play if there's less than three players on the court on that team? Or like, I don't, I honestly don't even know those rules. Do they let if one player is on the court, one on five? Like, if, like I don't, I don't know. Okay, don't quote me on this, but I don't one on five. I don't, I think it's when they call it. But the, <laughs> the biggest thing is that you have to start with five players. Oh, okay. You have to start with five players. I think okay. it's one of the biggest rules. And gotcha. foul out, you foul out. You foul yeah. out, you foul out. <laughs> Man, and then what? Tough. Yeah, yeah. I remember when that happened, and I I, I was not at that game because I would either work her games as an AD or just yeah. stop by like on my way home and you know check out the gym. But I did not see that game, but I. Quite, I heard about it <laughs> that night, and I just thought it was so cool. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those uh, situations that they might include in like a CIF handbook, you know, as, a, as an example. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you can still play with three players. Take this for example. So you might, you might have made history with that. You never know. Hey, right. We'll see. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, what has been the difference the following year, which was this past season? on like how many girls you've had and just the growth that happened there? Um, I had for this next year, I had more girls that came out um, and yeah. that heard about the program. And one of the cool things um, for me at least is I was student teaching next door at the middle school and I coached seventh grade basketball. So uh, this past year they were all freshmen. So they were yeah. like, yeah, we want to play. And, and I knew I, I knew a lot more of the kids that were incoming freshmen, so I was able to talk to mm -hmm. kids. And and I think the biggest thing is that my previous players um, got something out of playing for me and wanted to come back and play and told their friends, hey, we had fun. I'm like – because my first year, I'm like, we're just here to have fun. We have six players. Three of them have never played basketball before like that. So that's the biggest yeah. thing that I try to bring. So I think that's what yeah. brought some more people because – this past year, we ended up with thir 13, 12, 13 players. Probably 12, okay. yeah, 12. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I feel like I was going to mention it when you, a little while back, when you were talking about going out to pizza with your team or hanging out with them off the court. I feel like that stuff does really make a huge difference when it comes to the team culture because, mm -hmm. especially at that level, you don't know. I mean, there's a lot of them aren't going to go on to the next level 
as far as they're not gonna play in college or anything like that. So I think to get the most out of them, you do have to make it a fun experience. And as they get to the higher levels, then, you know, it, it shifts a little bit and becomes more competitive and a little bit more serious. But I think implementing that level of fun and that family element is huge for a lot of people. And it's, some people really need it, right? Like there's some people out there, some kids out there who that is the closest thing to a true family that they'll ever have. And so if you guys as coaches can provide that, that's making it, that's making a huge impact on their life. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things that I, I think I enjoy most about um, one of the biggest things that I enjoy about coaching is being able to take this group of people and create this bond with them and just even working through problems I'm like, okay, what is the issue? What is this? Like you guys are supposed to be teammates and stuff like that. I tell them all the time, you don't have to be best friends, but you guys have to care for each other, especially on the court. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good. It's like taking care of the little things on the court. will take care of the big things off the court. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Pretty exactly. much. I, I've heard you preach that to them in our office many times. So just throwing that out there. <laughs> One of those days uh, when they want to be buttheads. Yeah. Yeah. Head, yeah. <laughs> exactly. you, you put you put that very delicate delicately and nice that was uh, that was kind of you. <laughs> all the coach, all the coaches that are listening it's like we know what you meant exactly they know <laughs> hey, we, we know who's yeah. your favorite basketball player my favorite basketball player um would have to be kobe bryant uh, i love mm-hmm. watching him growing up um yeah. he's like one of my favorite players because there's always this comparison um they were like, oh, when especially when LeBron was becoming this huge star, they were like, who would you rather have the ball, Kobe or LeBron when there's like three seconds left in the game? It's always Kobe because you yeah. know he can absolutely finish the game. You can yeah. count on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a great choice. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say too, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, this, this past year for the All-Star game on our Instagram story we put out, I think we just asked who people thought we were going to win the dunk contest, the three point contest. And I think we did the skills challenge too. I'm pretty sure you answered, you nailed all three. Three for three. <laughs> am I, am I right about that? That yep. was you, right? Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well done. She knows, she knows awesome. her stuff. That's why she's a basketball coach. Exactly. <laughs> coach Deb. And, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was going to, I was going to say Buddy Hield was a tough choice for me, but I'm like, he's a Kings. So I have, I had to pick him for the three point contest. For it. it was the right choice. <laughs> well done. <laughs> and poor poor coach Deb can't talk to me about that stuff because I would be like, well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I talk I talk philosophy with her. That's what that's what it is. We okay. talk philosophy, yeah, not yeah. Oh, that, not player specific or team specific <laughs> stuff. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah, believe it or not, um that's happened on this podcast before where we have a guest who's um mm-hmm. just loves sports and uh mm-hmm. you won't hear Deb talk for a little bit because Mm-mm. me and me and the guests just kinda take over. So yeah. yeah. I, I well, feel for you because you have to spend a lot more time with her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and she – well, like – and that's happened with me before with lots of either parents or other coaches. They just start, you know, talking about stats and players and teams and this and that. And I'm honestly – and I am more of a philosophy talker, so I have – I feel bad, but I have nothing to say sometimes because I don't. I don't follow – I feel like I should, but I don't follow teams or players or anything. I think Deb knows this about me, so we just don't even – shouldn't even bring it up. <laughs> She knows. <laughs> That's the way to go. It's funny yeah. you mentioned that too. Cause I, I, was it maybe like, I don't know, 20 episodes ago, 30 episodes ago, before we started recording, I'm like, Dad, let me ask you a question. You don't really watch sports, do you? 
<laughs> and, <laughs> no, not, not at all. I'm like, all right, well, nope. all right, here we go. I just, I just play them and co- I just play them and coach them. Okay. <laughs> I don't really watch them. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was, a, that was enough of a sidetrack. So, yeah, you get sidetracked all the time. She knows this. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this is okay. This is a big deal. So on July twentieth, we're gonna find out supposedly from the CIF if you know they're gonna postpone fall sports, if we're gonna have sports at all. Like just depending on how things pan out with just pretty much the country reopening things, right? So how how big of an effect do you think it's gonna have on our student athletes if? we aren't allowed to play sports or, or if sports are delayed or if the games are greatly diminished to like half the season, or I don't know, we don't know what it's going to look like, but um, let's say worst case scenario, no sports this next school year at all in the state of California. Like how, what is your opinion on how that's going to affect our student athletes? I think it's going to affect students athletes a lot. Um, I know that, uh, that sometimes student athletes use the sport to stay out of trouble or to keep their grades up. Like, even for me, like when I was an athlete, I'm like, I have to go to class. Cause if I miss class, I can't play or I can't go to practice. So I think that's going to be a, a big loss for them. Um, or even a motivation to go to school on a daily basis. Um, also for senior, for incoming seniors, if that's their only opportunity to maybe go to college, right. They're banking on, Hey, um, if I do good enough, my senior years at JC or any type of college will offer me to play for them mm-hmm. and they won't have that opportunity. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like athletes just looks forward. It's their release, right? Everyone has their own release and being a practice, being playing a sport is a big release for them. And for that thing to be completely taken away, um, I don't know. I feel like we'll get more kids getting in trouble, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, and just like you said, greatly take away their motivation, greatly, just because that's, you know, um, and I don't, and I'm, and I always tell my students that, not the kids that I coach, but my students, like in PE class, like, hey, college isn't for everyone, I get it, like, I I get that, go to a vocational school, or go to a trade, something like, or just get a job after high school, or whatever, but for some, for the student athletes, that sport is their world. And so if they have an opportunity to get school to be paid for, you know, to keep playing, um, I think that's a big deal. So I think that with this whole, with everything that's going on, that, yeah, it's kind of scary. Trust me, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the decision. Cause they were like, when I've talked to our AD that um, she's like, yeah, it might get pushed back. It might get condensed. You like the WNBA only signed 22 games for the season. Yeah. So everything is. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And then, and then for, for our, for our own school district, we won't know until the end of this month. So June 30th, if we are actually going back to school, school in the fall, or if we're doing online again, or if we're doing a hybrid type, like we don't even know with that. And that I think even is a big deal for just the student, not just, the, you know, the student, you know, the student athlete, anyone to, not be at school and to like socialize and to just kind of do that anyway. So it's a, it's kind of crazy unknown. right now, but yeah. It is. yeah, yeah. Right. The unknown. Um, but okay. So coach Deb, so this is the character combine podcast. So we always ask our guests, what is 
like if you could define the word character, um, how would you describe it or how would you define it? Um, like at keeping in mind, just like your student athletes um, and yourself, I guess, as a coach. Character, I would say um, it's, it's who you are when someone's watching and when no one's watching. That's one of the biggest things I tell my um, athletes. Like if I have to turn around for a second and go outside, I'm like, can I trust you guys to do what you're supposed to be doing even though I'm not there? Like if I turn around, will you still be running or will you be walking? So to me, character plays a big role. Um, and it, it's, yeah, I, it's, hey, what are you going to do when someone's watching you? And when no one's watching you, will you stay true to who you are? Yeah. That's the yeah. thing I say. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. But, and I feel like that really applies to this quarantine situation, even though, you know, things have been lifted a little bit and some of the restrictions are uh, being lifted the fact that there still may not be sports this next year. I personally feel that these athletes, these student athletes, their character is going to be revealed with how they handle their business, even though they don't have a scheduled practice that they have to go to or a season. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah, still, have absolutely. To put the, they still have to put the work in some, somehow if they want to get better. And mm -hmm. I think that is a part of character. Like just like you said, what do you do? It's easy to practice when everybody sees you or easy to compete when everybody sees you, but are you willing to just put that same level of, of energy and competition and intensity when it's just you and you're stuck at home and you've got to figure it out. So I think it, it, this right. whole situation is going to really challenge a lot of athletes and their character. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, cause I've checked in with a lot of my players and I'm like, Hey, are you working out? Have you even touched a basketball? And they're like, eh. I'm like, eh, it means no. Let's right. be real. So I'm like, you got, yeah. I'm like, I, I know, I, like I tell them all the time, I know it's uncertain if we're going to go back or we're going to have a season, but you got, you got to keep practicing. If, if, if this is something that you want to do, you got to put in the work, right? Put in some work 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes at night, whatever. I'm like, you guys have all the time in the world. You can't go anywhere. You can't really hang out with your friends. So, Put in the work. Bust out some push-ups and some sit-ups. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> I know. Like, um, I would challenge him sometimes because I would, I would run with um, Deb, and I'm like, hey, like I would send a screenshot. I'm like, okay, I just ran this much, and I am a lot older than you, and I am not an athlete anymore, so you better be doing something. <laughs> like, yeah, no, coach, but, yeah. but we're, not, we're not runners. We, we can't. I'm like, do you, <laughs> do, you, do you see my time? You just got to get out there and do something. We're not runners. I like that. That was a good impression of, a, of an athlete. I like that. <laughs> I've seen yeah. Coach Deb at the track with her girls running around, like when, when we were in school, like back, yeah. you know, a few months ago. I've seen her condition with them. She's like, all right, let's go. You guys don't want to – I'm going to run, and, you know, you better not let me beat you. So I'm sure yeah, that – <laughs> I think yeah. that's one of the biggest things. Oh, yeah. like, like I show them that I'm willing to do what I'm asking of them, and that gets me a buy-in with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, did you watch The Last Dance? I did not get to watch The Last Dance. No. Oh, bummer. Okay. Well, I was going to ask, I was just going to mention that about that. But basically, Michael Jordan was basically, there's one clip where he talks about how he never, you know, he was tough and he got on teammates pretty hard, but he never asked them to do something that he wasn't willing to do. And so oh, just, it, it reminded me of that. Uh, you'll mm -hmm. love, you'll love it. When you get a chance to see that documentary, you're going to I'm, I'm going to have to. 
I yeah. know everyone was talking about it. Like they were like, "Oh, it's Sunday, it's the last dance." Like some people in my timeline, they're like, "What Jordan shoes are you gonna wear for today?" So, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. It's hard when you only have a smart TV, huh? And not like, yeah, cable. no cable, <laughs> no cable. <laughs> it's a smart TV, <laughs> Netflix and Amazon. <laughs> um, so, so Deb was telling me about this. It feels weird saying Deb because I'm referring to. Uh, Deb McCollum, but obviously it just, it's, I don't know. This is throwing me a little there's bit. There's two Debs. Yeah, there's two Debs. Yeah, we call it Deb squared. Yeah, Deb, Deb squared. squared. Yeah. Uh, she was mentioning that you're a bit, we're going to take this in a completely different direction. Okay. Um, but it ties in a little bit because Disneyland, Disney World, they're going to have the NBA. Uh, yes. Ho- hopefully come back to and play at uh, Disney World, right? Yeah, um, that would be awesome. And Deb was saying that you are a, a Disney, like, uh, would you say affectionado? Okay. Like, uh, yeah, connoisseur. Is that connoisseur. how you say that? Is that the right term? <laughs> she's just, just let's oh, say Disney freak. Look, she's she showing us on the screen. Our listeners can't see, but she's got a Mickey Mouse tattoo on her wrist. She just showed it. Yep. There you go. So, um, so she, she's basically a Disney expert. I don't know why we tried to use big words. We should, we I, don't, I don't know about right. expert. I don't know about expert, but I do go a lot. Yeah, I'd say you're an expert. You know what's interesting? So we were the we were the guests um, at this point. I don't know when this is going to air, but we were the guests on the Spivey Special podcast mm. um, yeah. a couple weeks ago. And one of their earlier episodes with guests, they had a guy, a friend of theirs, who was a like a big Disney person, mm-hmm. and um, he was he was talking to them about some competition or some like amazing race type thing that they do within Disneyland. I forgot the name of it, Ooh. but you kind of do it as a team. Huh. And you're supposed to, you know, ride certain rides together and you would do it within this, you know, like 12 hour period. I don't know. I probably explain it in a terrible way. But um, <laughs> so anyways, so your, what's your what's your favorite ride at Disneyland? My favorite mm-hmm. ride. Um, this, I have a funny answer to that because I'm terrified of heights. Yeah, I am. Too. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite ride is the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Because, <laughs> okay, because one of the first times ever riding it, my friend's like, can you just stand in line with me? And then when we get to the top, you know, you can just go down the ladder. You don't have to take the, you don't have to, t- you don't have to ride it. But I get up there and I see these kids coming out. I'm like, if these little kids can ride it, so can I. I'm yeah. like, I- I'm going to do it. <laughs> I ended up riding it and I ended up um, loving it. Like was there for one day last summer and rode it like four times. Yeah. About four uh, times. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Guardians. Would have That's to be. a fun ride. That's my favorite too. I haven't been on it since they since they switched it over, but the, the Tower of Terror, I love it. It's fun. It, you know, that was, I went with, so like Deb and I and a couple other friends, we went last summer together and we nice. did that. We rode that ride, but that was the first time I went on it after it got switched from Tower of Terror. And I was going to, and I was kind of going in like, ugh, I miss Tower of Terror. But like when I got on it, they did a really good job That's what I say, with yeah. making it fun still and not too kid-ish, if that makes sense. It was super fun. They did a good job of how they designed it to be the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's what I've heard. Everybody's yeah. had really good things to say about it. So. Yeah, I think you'll like it. It's super good. Fun. And then, oh, sorry. Are you reading oh, no, topics? Go ahead. No, I was What's gonna up? say what I was gonna ask her what her favorite food was at Disneyland. I was gonna do this. Is that what thing. you're gonna? I stole your question. Oh man, look at that. We're on the same page. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Favorite food would have to be the churros, but not just any regular churros. They have different themed churros every time. I actually have a um, an Instagram page um, called Deb Disney Diet, which is terrible because I had an annual pass this past year, so I like tried all these food and was like taking pictures of it. 
<laughs> so the churros, the, all different types of churros because I have a sweet tooth too. So, all right. Did you guys hear that at Deb Disney Diet on Instagram? Follow her for <laughs> all the, the latest. All, all the, the foods. Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. You can see how much yeah. of a foodie I am on that page. <laughs> That's cool. I Looks just... professional too. I know. Oh, does it? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't you don't mention on there that you're a PE teacher, right? No, I do not. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of keep that tucked away and keep yeah. up the personal page. Yep, this is the different account. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about the food right here. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was the last time. It was a, I went a few years ago with my wife, and we had um, the pineapple Dole whips for the first time. Mm. Those, Those are, are delicious. Yeah, they're really yes. good. I had a couple. It was a, it was a bad it was a bad discovery for me. They're delicious, and I just kept eating them. Yeah, especially when it's hot, it's refreshing. Really, yeah. yeah. Really, I think it was during spring break, uh, which is an awful yeah. time to go. But we have to do. We have to do it because my yeah. wife's a teacher as well. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You pick and choose. Yeah. Um, is there a restaurant that you like there? There's lots of hidden restaurants at Disneyland and at California Adventure. Uh, restaurant. I don't know. Like, I think you more you do more of food carts. I think. Yeah. Instead of I restaurants, so the restaurants can get expensive. Yeah, um, I, I do a lot of the snacks, but one of my favorite mm. uh, restaurants that I've been to this past um, Thanksgiving was uh, it Carthy Circle in, Cal- yes. in uh, California Adventure. It was super fun. I've never been mm. at Disneyland during the holiday and was able to have, mm. I guess you can say, a fancy dinner and stuff like that. So yeah. that was that was pretty cool. I went, Car- I went to Carthay. I don't know how you say it. Carthay? Carthay? C-A-R-T-H-A-Y, I think. Anyway, Carthay. I went there with my sister a few years ago, and it was cool. But it wasn't during a a nice holiday, though, so I didn't get to experience it that way. But I will tell you, I think you've been here there, too, before, uh, Deb, was at California Adventure, if you want the best seats to watch the World of Color show, it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a secret. Like, they don't really announce it or post it anywhere. But you go to, is it called Ariel's Grotto? What's that? It is. What's it called? uh yeah it used to be called the cove but now it's called lamplight lounge um it's right by the pier yeah it's anyway you get you have to get there at a certain time because they usually shut it down for that show but if you're already up there they let you stay up there and it is Ah. the best view of the world of color so it's like you have to go there hecka early and just kind of hang out at the bar up there and it's the best and they actually have really good food yeah pretty well yeah yeah lobster nachos Lobster oh, nachos. That's yeah, that's good. what it was. Those that's were good. good. Yeah. Let's so, look at that. We're giving some advice today. Some, uh, it, some tips <laughs> Disneyland trips, whenever they open back up. So. I know. <laughs> Next month, they the open. 17th. Is that what it is? That's, that's, that's their proposed date, July 17th. Okay. Wow. Okay. So now, that's crazy because at first I heard they weren't going to open up at all this year. Uh-huh. And then now this, which is, I mean, which that will be good. So. Whoever wants so. to brave going back there, you guys have some options now of what's where to eat and what rights to write. <laughs> yeah, what you, to do. you could probably find a, like a Mickey Mouse mask. I'm sure they'll have yeah. a ton of those. Oh, I bet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, well, just one more silly question. Just speaking of food, what has been your go-to like quarantine snack or food? Um, She's smiling because we've been eating lots of food together. Uh, (laughs) Deb's gonna know this. Um, I would say those. What is it? What is it, Deb? Do you know? I'll put it on the spot. For snack, you want me to try to guess? Yes. Dude, we've been eating lots of these flavored pretzels, like these chocolate-covered caramel drizzled pretzels (laughs) are so good, so bomb. Well, to be honest, we've been trying to eat good. 
this. Oh, it sounds like it. COVID. Well, you know what? These, <laughs> these are, this is like a better option snack rather than like sometimes we would want to go to Gunther's and then so we had to make a choice. Okay, that's either true. <laughs> chocolate drizzled pretzels or Gunther's. So anyway, right, that was going to be my guess on your snack. Yes, that's definitely it. I like it because you have a different Good variety pop. of like sweet or salty. So and <laughs> the dangerous part about it is you just keep eating it. And the next thing you know, like, bag. yeah, the bag is gone. What the heck happened? I think there's a <laughs> yeah. hole. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then what has been your go-to just like quarantine, I guess, activity or something to do other than sit at home and grade papers online? <laughs> um, with, with the, a lot of free time, um, I've been running a little bit, not much, not as much as Deb, but I've been running a little bit, but um, I have a project right now. I like to think that I can build things. So I'm building a, a desk right now. So that's what I'm doing. It's just something to keep me busy and you have a final product. So that's crazy. Built that heck, I have to say that she built that heck of fast. Cause I saw her one day, I went to her apartment one day and nothing was there. And the next day it was there already built. I'm like, when did you do this? She's like last night. So hopefully, so hopefully when we actually move it, it won't fall apart. So I don't know. I was just lifting the thing and just. <laughs> the legs drop off. Yeah. 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 Well, that's good. So it's not, so it sounds like you've been learning some new stuff during quarantine. So that's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. how to build things I did build a dresser kind of like Ikea style like with you know directions took me four hours but I did it and it hasn't fallen apart yet that's good <laughs> that sounds like you won yeah yes. I do. it's a win yeah it's a win for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well coach Deb we do want to be respectful of your time and with all of this so I just wanted to um I guess you know, throw, we always tell our guests, you know, what is your, um, like final thoughts? Is there something like in, in a, any advice that you have maybe for new incoming coaches or, um, uh, new teachers or something that you wish you would have known, or I guess, Josh, do you have any questions for her before I ask her that? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think I have any specific questions. Um, I do want to say we definitely appreciate, you know, all the support that you've given to the podcast since the beginning yeah. uh, on social media and, and all of that. So we, we do notice those types of things. And so we definitely appreciate um, the support that you've, you've done or you've given us and the, the reviews and things like that that you've written. So um, much appreciated. I love the content. Yes. So yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And she's, she doesn't write, I don't force her to write those reviews, by the way, <laughs> FYI. <laughs> All right, that's that's good to know. I was wondering. I was wondering. <laughs> I thought maybe she was bribing you with those uh, chocolate pretzels. I was like, I'll give you pretzels if you write us reviews. <laughs> yeah, just one one pretzel yeah. per review. So exactly, yeah. that's all you get. <laughs> so, with your final thoughts, is there anything um, else that you just kind of want to share with our audience? Any kind of advice or last last thoughts? I think one of the biggest things that I um that I, I like what well, I take in for me at least is there's this quote. Um, don't quote me. It's either by Pat Summit or John um, Wooden. Um, it goes, they don't care how much you know until they know that you care. And that's mm -hmm. one thing that I, uh, I keep in mind with coaching all the time. Like I show them that I care. And with that um, comes trust from my players, trust yeah. and respect. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. Show them that you Love care. It. And I think that will take you um, 
uh, a long way with them. You'll be able to get more out of them by them knowing that you care about them. Absolutely. I could not Drop agree more. Drop the mic right Drop there. The mic. Good. <laughs> that was cool. Okay, so yeah. where where can they follow you? Can you tell them again about where they can follow Deb Disney Diet and all that stuff? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> on Insta- handles? Yeah. I'm on Instagram at um, Deb0224. So that's about it. I don't okay. use any other social media outlet. Well, yeah. Facebook, that's for like, I don't know, coworkers or something. But Instagram, <laughs> yeah. uh, and Deb0224. And, and Deb Disney Diet. Yep, Deb Disney Diet. (laughs) If you find one, you'll find the other. Yeah. (laughs) If you want the latest on what to eat at Disneyland. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) the go-to spot, go-to account. Deb, where can they follow us? You guys can follow us on Twitter at Sports Character, Instagram at Character Combine. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. I think that's all. Yep. I didn't miss anything. Nope, I was touching the girl for a second. You got it. (laughs) <laughs> Deb Dilly, my friend thank you so much for being on here we appreciate uh just the talk and the advice and everything you had yes. to say and thanks for taking the time to chit chat with us thank you for having it. me yeah, yeah. thanks for having me it's been awesome all right yeah. take care and All right. stay safe cool. all right bye, bye guys peace